counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. There ain't no second place in Lambo, it's a whole new game. You either go big, go hard, or go on back home. You got to feel it in your gut. You better want it in your bones. Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. We finally have a football in Green Bay. We're already past our first preseason game, heading into the second one tomorrow night against the Baltimore Ravens. Wags, oh my gosh, football's back. I am so excited. This is the time of year where everything just comes together, and it's really exciting because even though it's only preseason football, we have a new regime. And we get to get a first look at both our starting offense and defense tomorrow night against the Ravens. So I'm really jacked up for tomorrow's game. It'll be a kind of a sneak peek, but I, I think there's a lot of things to be looking forward to and, and a lot of things to be watching very closely. So I say we jump right into it, Dan. Yeah, for sure. And Wags, we can't go forward until we know where we came from. We had an awesome competitive game, preseason game, this uh, this past week against the uh, Houston Texans. The Texans had come into Green Bay, done a couple joint practices with the team. Uh, it sounds like it got a little ticky-tacky at one point, uh, a little aggressive defensive back for the Texans, uh, hitting uh, Sternberger uh, over the middle on a play. And then uh, the preseason game last Thursday, Uh, I thought the Packers looked really strong overall. I was excited. You know, you can't judge too much uh, from a team perspective, but I was really impressed by some of the guys that popped uh, across different position groups. Did anybody just just, um, from the hip legs, any of the guys stand out to you at any position group uh, after last Thursday's game? Well, absolutely. I thought, first of all, I want to just give – one position group as a whole, a lot of credit. And that's that's the quarterback position group because we had three young guys come in and it's hard to sometimes get in a rhythm and, and uh, when you're not going to play the whole game, and especially as a backup. And I think all three guys, Kaiser, Boyle, and uh, Manny Watkins, really, really showed very well. And and, and I, I know some fans are not as, as high on Deshaun Kaiser, but um, – he he had some tough situations to deal with, did not have very good field position uh, most of the first half, and um, a couple of his guys dropped some passes. Um, I know Jamon Moore had a little bit of an up-and-down outing, uh, slipped on one route, dropped another pass. And, and so, you know, without some of those things happening, um, Kaiser missed a, a throw or two, but uh, in all honesty, I thought he looked very solid and took a, a big step forward from what we saw last year. Boyle came in and had um, a couple of very, very nice series and, and looked extremely sharp. And, and Watkins uh, – Wilkins. Well, Wilkins. Yeah, Wilkins. I'm sorry. Um, granted, he, he didn't uh, have to throw the ball around too much, but, but he, he came in and, and, and I almost feel like they're hiding him a little bit because they want to make sure that they can keep him on the practice squad. Uh, so I think at the end of the day, you've got to be really encouraged by that position group. And then in conjunction with that, the wide receiver position group, my goodness, 
uh, that competition is heating up. It's everything we expected to be and more. I, Dane, I am I'm really excited to see how that unfolds over the re- next couple of preseason games. Yeah, I mean, talk about a stacked position group. If, if we look at that wide receiver room right now, um, it's it's really an embarrassment of rich, riches, is it not? I, I look across the board. Um, the fact that after the first preseason game, the Packers already cut to Will Davis, uh, the, the former uh, New York Giant, who I thought was going to be battling for a return spot uh, and a wide receiver spot all through camp. I think what that points to is the fact that there's just not enough snaps for him to go around, and they want to be able to take a look at some other guys. I was looking at the snap breakdowns and from this, and mind you, um, a lot of our starters, as you mentioned, um, sat for the uh, for this game, but you know who led receivers in snap count was Darius Shepard, the uh, the young man, the rookie out of North Dakota State, who you and I, I know, are both really excited about and had a chance to watch up close at training camp. Uh, Darius Shepard had 32 snaps at the wide receiver position, followed only by Alan Lazard at 28. So, obviously, there is a spotlight on Darius Shepard, and my goodness, did he make a nice catch there in the second half to go up and get that ball for a touchdown. Absolutely. And we really liked what we saw from him uh, in his reps as a return guy in practice. Looked very, very smooth, and he popped out there when we were watching him. So, uh, not surprised at all, uh, certainly, that he would have a strong showing and very happy and excited for him. And, uh, again, Jake Kumro made some nice catches over the middle, looked very sharp um, in in his uh, opportunities. Uh, You mentioned Alan Lazard just also made a very athletic play, uh, kind of stretching for that touchdown. So it's the competition is on. And I I just have to say, even though he had that up-and-down outing, by all uh, accounts, Jamon Moore came back and received some high praise from Coach LaFleur for having an excellent practice on Sunday uh, after that uh, uh, game. So uh, good for him for bouncing back and and making sure that he uh, makes his presence felt. So I will be watching that group very, very closely. Certainly uh, there will be less reps to go around, as you said, but after the first couple of series with the starters, uh, those guys are going to have an opportunity to battle it out. Yeah, and, you know, We've talked a bit about some of these guys in past podcasts. I don't want to belabor one position because we could probably talk all day about each one of these uh, position groups individually. But Al Lazard had some snaps in Green Bay last year, played in regular season games for us. And uh, I had mentioned um, earlier in the offseason, uh, Jamon Moore, yeah, up and down. You could see his frustration even on his touchdown, that spike. You could feel the frustration, but I'll tell you what, that kid can play ball. I know he's having a little bit of difficulty, but I think right now his biggest, uh, his biggest opponent is really himself, right? He's battling for this, uh, he wants it so bad. You can completely tell that that's where he's at, uh, but, uh, I know that it's a competitive room, but uh, I think there's a lot of football to be played between now and final cuts, and I wouldn't be shocked if Moore can show in the next few games that he deserves to be on the 53-man roster. Yeah, absolutely. On the defensive side of the ball, uh, certainly uh, tough news with the injury to Oren Burks, but also encouraging that he, uh, by all accounts, will not require surgery. So hopefully Oren is able to get healthy and returns 
field sometimes in the regular season. At the same time, boy, oh boy, uh, both Curtis Bolton and Ty Summers, they, they, they just had standout performances. And certainly Summers with all the tackles he was racking up. But uh, Bolton, too, what he was doing in coverage, uh, he actually, I saw, was rated as the highest defensive player uh, by Pro Football Focus after the game. And I get it. It's one preseason game. But that's got to be extremely encouraging for the coaching staff. And to be honest with you, even if Burks were healthy, you never know. He might be seeing some real competition being pushed by those two guys behind him. Yeah, I mean, bravo, you're right, to to some of these guys. I know you've been really high on Ty Summers since we drafted him uh, late uh, in the in the seventh round. And, uh, you know, big believer that Summers, maybe 15 years ago, gets drafted around the third or fourth round or maybe even sooner than that when the game was a little bit more in the box, uh, running the ball, uh, you know, middle linebackers that are just tackle machines. And we may, as a Green Bay Packers organization, have benefited from the fact that the game has changed a little bit. Uh, but at the same time, there's nothing wrong with having strong football players, guys that don't mind just sticking their nose in there and making tackles. And uh, Packer fans of the last few years certainly know that uh, you can't take a sure tackler for granted, we've had our, our share of issues on that side of the ball making sound tackles. And Ty Summers is out there just, he was a tackle machine last Thursday night. Yeah, and I was a little bit surprised by Curtis Bolton. Uh, yeah. On the flip side, I think he, you may have been slightly higher on him than I was. I thought he was a real long shot to make this roster. And now here this week, he's going to be starting opposite Blake Martinez. So, uh, and he was very, very strong in, in pass coverage. And sometimes you don't notice that as much uh, unless you're going back and, and really watching the tape. So uh, that's that's extremely encouraging and something that's been sorely lacking at that second level, as uh, I think most Packer fans can can attest to over the last and few seasons. Totally, Wags. And I'm so hyped for this kid. He's a kid who, uh, you know, wasn't a, a big recruit out of high school, uh, went to uh, a school, wasn't, uh, you know, didn't get a lot of uh, attention there. Now, all of a sudden, making some noise after being an undrafted free agent. Sometimes you just got to love the gritty kid that finds a way, and that seems to be what Bolton is right now. He's a kid who every step of the way has found uh, a way to create opportunity for himself and make a name for himself. And now, as you mentioned, game two of the preseason, this young man is starting for the Green Bay Packers. It's awesome. Absolutely. And, Dane, I have two more quick shout-outs. One, I want to just give the offensive line a a great shout-out because – uh, although the running game didn't necessarily get going to a, a big extent, I think there's still some work to do there to calibrate everything they were trying to do. Um, they did fine. The biggest thing to me was not giving up a sack with, again, three different signal callers coming into the game, those uh, backups, those guys that want to move around a little bit, maybe extend the pocket, make some plays. But that's just very, very encouraging. Yeah, I had a couple of holding penalties, but – all in all, to not give up a sack. And sure, uh, defenses tend to be a little bit more vanilla in preseason, but even so, that's, that's, that's huge to see. So good job for those, those guys that are in there. Show some real depth and some real progress, guys up front. So really, really nice to see there. And, and then uh, another quick shout-out I had 
was for both um, uh, our boy Chandon Sullivan, um, yeah. and not not to be self-promoting, but getting that interception, and I thought made a really nice tackle for a loss early in the game when he got in there and uh, really made his presence felt. Um, uh, so uh, good for him. But I, I also wanted to, to give a, a really quick shout-out to Tony Brown. Boy, oh, boy, mm-hmm. he, I think, has just solidified his position on the roster. Um, I will be really shocked if he's not on the final 53 at this point. And I know we haven't gotten to the DB preview yet at this point, Dan, but uh, when we do, I think we'll be pretty safe to say that Tony Brown may not be a lock in terms of solidifying his starting position, but I think he's clearly solidified his spot on the roster, and I will be very, very surprised based on the play that he's had on the field and everything that he's doing off the field as well. Completely. I mean, and how fun was it to watch Showtime Sullivan make that beautiful pick, and once he had the ball in his hands, uh young man looked like he knew what to do with the ball in his hands, right? He started weaving and making his way back towards the end zone, got tackled short, but he got to experience something that a lot of young Packer fans dream of and uh something that I know anybody who wears the green and gold does. And he saw that opportunity and he jumped into uh into the stands and did a Lambo leap for himself. And uh there's some awesome photos out there of him of him flexing and just super proud and excited for, for him to make that play. And um yeah, you're right, we haven't done the D B preview yet. Uh but, you know, his versatility all of a sudden, he's making some noise, and he's really trying to, to um, uh, battle his way onto the roster. And I just love watching young guys like that show when the lights come on. We've heard good stuff about him when um, you know during practice, and he's made some plays. But he's a guy who, uh, in the Packer um, family night, had a pick. Right, like he's a guy who, when the light comes on, finds a way to be in the right position, and um, it, it's just exciting to watch. Now. All of that said, Wags, we've got another preseason game that's, uh, well, we're going to be dropping this in the morning. So, um, you know, today there's another preseason game. We play the Baltimore Ravens. And as you mentioned, ton of starters. All the guys are playing. Aaron Rodgers is going to be getting some snaps. Um, what do you look for as a, as a fan, but also as somebody who watches this team closely and analyzes this team? Are there any players that you want to look at? And also big picture. Are there any big picture things that you're looking to see, uh, as we head into the, really the first time we're seeing starters in the Coach LaFleur era in Green Bay? Yeah, I think just from the starters, just focusing on, on those guys, uh, on offense, I, I'm going to be watching um, Geronimo Allison. I, I want to see where he's at. He's going to be starting in a slot, and that's going to be a little bit of a change for him. Uh, certainly, he's someone that has battled some injuries. I'm very, very high on Geronimo. By all accounts, uh, he was a little bit behind uh, some of the other guys early in camp. So this is his first opportunity out on the field. So I'll be very keenly interested to see if he's able to make any plays or, or make an impact in the reps that he gets out there. Um, big picture offensively, I think the the thing that I, I'm really watching is just the execution. Coach LaFleur has made it very, very clear that he wants to play with tempo, get the plays called in and out of the huddle and up to the line of scrimmage. And I think that's so key, especially with a veteran, such a smart quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, Give him extra time to get up to the line, 
read what the defense is doing and get his guys in position, uh, make any adjustments or audibles if he needs to. Uh, so that's just a breath of fresh air for me. Um, I'm not here to uh, trash the previous regime, but how many times over the years did we see the Packers have to burn a timeout because they couldn't get a play called in time to get up to the line of scrimmage? So the fact that that is a point of emphasis for this coaching staff is really something that I'm looking at. Uh, the last thing, I want to see how they're doing in third and short situations. Uh, in that first game, again, only one preseason game, but we were able to execute and convert several third and, and one or two or three yard situations, mostly on run running plays. And that was such a stressful thing for us last season in particular. So uh, if, if we have some strong execution and, and we're – we're converting more of those those than we're not. Uh, that makes a huge difference, I think, for this team. Keeps the defense off to the field and keeps the offense able to keep moving the chain. So, uh, again, those are some small little things, but I will be interested to see if the, the offense can put forth a couple of, of nice series and, and hopefully move the chains a few times. I'm not as concerned about the points that they score or, you know, any splash plays. I know those can kind of come in bunches, but just more just the overall execution in general. No, I think that's great. And, uh, yeah, I'll say the obvious stuff. Um, everybody, please stay healthy. Uh, we need you all if we're going to make a push here. Um, so I think that that's, uh, that's obviously number one in games that are, are meaningless from a, um, from a scheduling perspective. Uh, but, uh, I, I, I do look to see a couple things on the uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I know it's preseason. I know we're not going to be getting all the, the looks that, that Coach Petten does on the defensive side of the ball. But even still, having uh, both Zadarius uh, and Preston Smith both on the roster now uh, with, uh, with our first-round pick, Gary, and Kyler Fackrell, um, and then, heck, let's even mix in uh, Reggie Gilbert into that equation. Uh, we start to look at some of these guys. I think the Packers have a real opportunity uh, to uh, just show a lot of different looks. And I'm wondering if we're going to get any glimpses of that uh, with, with having three or four or, heck, even five of these outside linebackers on the field at the same time, uh, some with their hands in the dirt, some standing up. I think that that's something that really uh, can confuse a quarterback. I don't care if they're a young quarterback. I don't care if they're an experienced quarterback. Um, that's going to be something that really benefits the Packers this year. So let's see how these guys work together. And bigger picture, tackling still wasn't great. I know it was a preseason game. I, I get it. Um, but uh, now we do have starters in. We have guys that are getting paid a lot of ball our money to, to, to tackle guys with the football. I think, uh, as I said before, we have a top ten defense this year. Uh, but it does start with some of the fundamentals, and it does, um, you know, start with some of the tackling. Can the Packers shore up some of that tackling even in a preseason game? I think that they can. Um, I think they have all the ability in the world, but it is something that. We're going to be keeping an eye on, I know, as the preseason progresses because tackling is one of those things where, you know, you don't just necessarily turn it on. So our guys swarm into the ball, our guys uh, being active where they want to be. And then from an individual perspective, Wags, I got to say, it's the guys that have shown 
are they going to continue to kind of stack that success and do the things that they need to do to earn themselves a roster spot? I also am really excited to uh, see um, Elton Jenkins and, and kind of battling in there with Lane Taylor. Um, you know, we've got this, this really, I think, a strong five on the offensive line, but we also have some real um, significant battles going on for some of the backup roster spots on our offensive line. So, you know, who's going to be showing uh, not only uh, uh, during the game but also on film that's going to maybe differentiate themselves. Um, you know, um, Spriggs is gone, right? So uh, when when we got rid of him and we waived him injured, uh, former uh, high-round draft pick for us, now all of a sudden it opens up uh, a real opportunity for some of these young offensive linemen um, maybe to, to seize an opportunity. I look at uh, at uh, um, at White or I look at Coyle or I look at DeBeer and I say, are one of these guys going to be the, the uh, backup offensive tackle that the Green Bay Packers are looking for to kind of solidify that backup rule? And then finally, I know that Kaiser got the first half last week. He got an entire first half. And uh, then Timmy Boyle came in for 14 snaps, I believe, or 16 snaps, and Wilkins for just a couple less than Boyle uh, there in the second half. My question is, does Tim Boyle get a more of a look this week? No offense to Manny Wilkins. I loved watching him play last week. That little bunny hop jump uh, had me kind of rolling. I was like, oh, this kid's got some, uh, got some hops. But I did want to see what Boyle could do, and I thought that he showed some flashes, although maybe had a little bit of difficulty closer to the goal line. So this week, Aaron Rodgers potentially playing an entire quarter. Um, you know, how are they going to divvy up these backup spots? Does Kaiser still get a quarter to two quarters, or are they going to mix in Boyle and Wilkins? And these are good problems to have because all of the backups behind Aaron Rodgers have shown enough flashes right now that you want to see if they can continue to do it and improve week to week. Yeah, I mean, this was, after one game, sort of almost the best-case scenario that we talked about uh, when we did the quarterback position preview because it's, a, as you said, a luxury to have these guys all playing well. I would expect that we're going to see very little, if any, of Wilkins this week, uh, just based on the the way that they were using him in that first game. Uh, it seemed like they just wanted to get him some reps, get him out on the field, you know, um, get him used to that game environment, and he wasn't expected or asked to do a lot. But I also kind of wonder if they're sort of hiding him a little bit, uh, want to make sure that they can retain him on, on the uh, – a practice squad if that's an opportunity. I certainly don't know that that's the case, but just reading between the lines and what they were trying to do, um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if we see uh, both Boyle and Kaiser get another extended look and uh, Wilkins is, is very limited to no action at all um, in this game this week. Uh, a couple of guys I just also really wanted to uh, point out uh, since I did some more of the big picture stuff offensively, just to add, I'm really excited by the battle that we're seeing at the defensive line group um, uh, behind Kenny Clark. I think both Mantravius Adams um, and certainly um, uh, Dean Lowry are, are solid in, in 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 their spots. But Mantravius Adams showed some stuff. And I'll tell you what, James Looney looked really good, and I thought he had some dominant plays uh, when he was out there. So uh, those guys are pushing 
and I'm excited to see uh, those guys battle it out. Both of them should see quite a bit of time on the field, I think, this season. Um, and uh, so it's going to be fun to see uh, those guys and, and a couple of the other guys, too, in that group uh, really have some opportunities to make an impact. Yeah, you, you're you're spot on. And, uh, man, isn't it exciting to watch Montrevious Adams grow as a defensive lineman? Uh, I know he came in with high expectations a few years ago. Uh, by the end of last year, was kind of cranking it up. We saw some flash plays, some splash plays out of him. I know that the season was was in the books basically at that point, but we started to watch his professional growth really occur. And in training camp, it's really carried over. And this is a young guy who um, he he looks frankly, like a different person compared to, I think, last training camp. I love how he, he kind of hand-checks guys. He fights at the line of scrimmage. Um, he's got some pass rush ability. And um, he's a guy who I think the Packers look at and said, you know, Mike Daniels was a fantastic pro for us, and uh, we, we'll for, you know, we're always in debt to him for the work that he did for us. Um, but they clearly saw the guys up and down the roster and said, um, you know, we can we can replace that with the talent we have, and I think Montrevious Adams is a huge reason for that. Yeah, I mean, this is crazy, Dan. It's so exciting uh, what we saw in the first game uh, to see if, if we have an opportunity to build on that. We haven't even had a chance to uh, mention Devontae Adams or Aaron Jones, <laughs> and we get a first look at those two guys that are basically – uh, the keys to our, our offense success this year. So um, all across the board, uh, there's a lot of things that will be fun to, to be looking for and, and to be watching going into tomorrow night. Yeah, and speaking of, of, of Aaron Jones, um, we, it's been you know well publicized. He's really taken care of himself uh, this off season. Uh, gotten you know really tight. Uh, he's down a lot of body fat. I, he's clearly. I think in the minds of Packer fans was somebody who wasn't utilized enough with the previous coaching staff. So he's got a real opportunity to shine. Um, but somebody that I, I want to ask you about, I'm curious what your take was after the first preseason game, Dexter Williams, our sixth round pick out of Notre Dame. I loved how he carried the rock. What were, what were your first impressions of him? Yeah, I think he looks solid. I mean, he uh, seemed decisive. He hit the, the hole hard. And finishes run strong. So uh, I agree. I thought that was a, a very encouraging first outing. And uh, he moved the pile a couple of times and uh, was able to, uh, as I said earlier, uh, was the primary carrier on, on several of those third down runs uh, that they moved the chain. So uh, those are not easy runs to convert. And uh, you have to have someone that uh, knows where they're going, follow the block, and hit the bowl. And uh, he got downfield in a hurry. So I thought that was extremely encouraging. And most importantly, you know, he just looked the part. And uh, so uh, sometimes that can be overrated. But uh, I thought it was uh, definitely a very, very uh, good, uh, strong first showing from him. Certainly he didn't have any um, uh, breakout or longer runs, but uh, he was able to grind it out. And, and I, had a, I thought a very solid outing. Yeah, and, and you know, as we as we talk about this, and these guys are all fighting for spots and really start to get a sense of what they're doing under Goody and Lafleur is uh, they're they're almost following a Bill Belichick kind of model in the sense of 
um, back end, quote unquote, back end of their roster. Um, they're churning it an awful lot. And I, I get the sense that there's probably a few guys, uh, at least one or two that are currently on other NFL rosters that are probably going to end up in Green Bay uh, after final cuts in a few weeks. Um, it just, I, I point to the last few days alone, the Packers uh, picked up Derek Jones, the defensive back from the Jets. Uh, looks like he already failed a physical, and he has been um, he's been um, back to waivers after that. I know that the fullback position's been banged up, and um, you know so we went ahead and signed uh, another fullback, uh, Tommy Bohannon, um, who is a former Jacksonville Jaguar. We've seen that a couple times now. Uh, Coach Hackett connection coming into Green Bay, um, and even uh, probably the biggest shock that. I saw was uh, Vedvik, the um, the kicker uh, for the uh, Ravens that I know a lot of teams were hot on, a lot of teams were checking in on about his availability. Turns out the Green Bay Packers were one of the teams that checked in on his availability, which that really surprised me because not only do we have uh, Mason Crosby, of course, but we also have Sam Ficken uh, on the roster right now. Um, so what do you make of all this, Wags? Because, my goodness, I do not remember a time where the Packers churned the bottom of the roster this much. Yeah, and we should also mention last week they brought Ibrahim Campbell back. So um, we've had a couple of, minor, I think, more minor injuries to that DB group. Um, so certainly they were looking to bring in a couple of guys. And you're right, I don't think they're done. Uh, I, is Part of it could be, um, exactly what you said. It's new regime. Goody wanted to get different looks and, and get them um, guys. If there's, if there's, you know, not to degrade anyone, but I know that uh, sometimes you kind of look at some of these guys as just key up bodies. And, and if they're not going to have any chance really to make the final roster, all right, well, let's see if we can get, so, get a look from someone else. It might give us something that we're not expecting, uh, especially if there's some familiarity. Uh, with some of the new staff and across the different organizations, they might say, hey, why don't we bring in this guy and, and give him a look? Uh, some of that can be injury-related. Um, some of it could just be uh, with the way that they have to make final cuts now, going from 90 to 53 all at the same day. You're not going to necessarily have an opportunity to pick up and get looks from some guys in those initial cutdowns that you may have had a, uh, a chance to do in the past. So I think that may be a combination of the factors. Uh, we're seeing this churn, but it makes a lot of sense. And I'll tell you what, uh, it, it is also, I think, good um, organizationally that the Packers are, are making these decisions. I know no player ever wants to get cut, but, hey, if they get cut early on, um, they have a chance to go latch on and, and have a nearly a full camp somewhere else. So uh, that's a, a really good thing for these players, too. And I think it's it's not a bad thing to have that reputation with agents and, and around the league that, uh, that that even if it doesn't work in Green Bay, they're going to give them every opportunity to have enough time to go and, and make their dream come true with another organization. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more now predictions for the game i we got to ask i know it's preseason uh but i think teams always still want to win uh you know you're putting in all this work and for the longest time all you're doing is hitting your teammates now you finally get to start hitting the other guys uh they did it in uh the first week of the preseason 
going into the second week now of the preseason, uh, are the Green Bay Packers 90 better than the uh, Baltimore Ravens 90? What do you think? Well, <laughs> it's always hard to say, you know, how uh, these game plans can go and, and all kinds of guys getting reps. Um, I will say I think it will be another close game. It's, it's uh, the first road trip, so that will be interesting to see if that execution is there. Hopefully those starters are ready to go and look sharp in the series that they get. Uh, it's, it's projected to be about a quarter or so of action, depending on how long those series are. But uh, in all honesty, Dane, I, I would say that uh, not to be a, a downer, because I really don't care if they lose a preseason game, but I think this will be kind of that game where maybe they lose a close one, have some correctable mistakes, and, and uh, have have an opportunity to come back and, and uh, build on that. But I will certainly be disappointed if, if we don't see some strong individual performances and uh, building on what they did last week. Um, so uh, what do you think, Dane? What are, what are you looking for for the game itself? You know, I, I'm, I'm curious to see. Um, I haven't I – haven't, um, I'm, I'm curious to see the return game. I think we're starting to get yeah, – I, I know Trevor Davis has been uh, banged up. So, um, you know, it's really given Darius Shepard an opportunity to shine, so I'm kind of watching for some of that, but um, as far as this game goes, um, it's preseason, right? So I'll say the Packers 100, the Ravens 0, uh, <laughs> but, but really, I, I agree, it's going to be a battle, right? These guys are all fighting for a job, so really it comes down to um, what are these individual guys doing, and are they going to be able to do enough to win? I think it's going to be um, it's going to be a close game, right? And especially down to the wire, and oftentimes it comes down to um, what's the quarterback play look like. So if Kimmy Boyle and and Deshaun Kaiser there in the third and fourth quarter, uh, whoever's playing um, that later, heck, even Manny Wilkins, if he's in at that point, if he can close it out and he can show enough, then uh, I think the Packers come out with the win. Um, so, you know what, I'll go ahead and say the Packers are going to win this game. But, uh, again, you know, we're, 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 uh, we're not naive here. We know the preseason doesn't um, matter uh, in the, uh, on the scoreboard as much as the uh, player development. So stay healthy, guys, and, and maybe start to show uh, a trend towards what the Packers are going to be once we cut down to 53. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm just uh, – one thing I would love to see is the Ravens – uh, come out and and try to throw it a little bit more, and uh, we can get a, a, a pick six on the board uh, for one of our young uh, defensive players. So that's that's going to be something that um, I'll be looking for. <laughs> so win or lose, if we can do make some some uh, at least one big play on the defensive side of the ball uh, with that starting group, I would be very very thrilled to to see that. Couldn't agree more, Wags. Couldn't agree more. Any final words? I'm giving you the floor. Uh, no final words. I am just, I guess, really excited by what we saw, very encouraged by what we saw uh, from the team in that first game, and very, very excited to see what these guys can do here tomorrow night and with the rest of the preseason. So go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.